my secret superpower is my knack for attracting anything pop culture like I don't even go looking for it it just comes to me and I know anything that's happening that's part of pop culture <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen that was Flo hi I do not think I have any superpower but I do have a great hunger for entertainment all things entertainment the easiest way to get my attention or to change my mood if I'm in a bad mood is to put on anything movie or TV show related and that's it you have my 100% attention so yeah and that is Tanvi hello A special mention to our social media partners Bollywood Direct. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Bollywood Direct. Hi and welcome to Movie Wala podcast. And today we are talking about Mughal Azam. This is our first movie in the quintessential Hindi movie series. This movie came out in 1960. Prime Minister of India was Jawaharlal Nehru. And one significant thing that happened in India this year was the state of Bombay got divided into two states, Gujarat and Maharashtra. So the movie is directed by K. Asif. The producer is Shapurji Palonji. Music was by Noshad. And the lead actors are Dilip Kumar and Madhupala. And it is a period drama set in the 16th century and it's a love story between Prince Salim and a court dancer Anarkali and the king, who is the father of the prince obviously, disapproves of this relationship which leads to a war between the father and the son. Right, so kicking off this podcast series with Mughle Azam, it doesn't get better than that because this was one of the most celebrated and most successful Hindi movies of all times. It's a story of love, jealousy, ambition and sacrifice which is probably like the footholds of Indian society in general. True. So let's start with fashion. What did you think about the clothing, the stunning clothes that Madhubala wears, Flo? Gorgeous. So uh, when it comes to clothes because it's a period drama, I don't know how historically accurate it was, but oh gosh, it was so beautiful though. Like whatever Madhubala was wearing was amazing. And uh, there are some scenes which is in color. Uh, telling Tanvi that, oh my God, you know, I feel bad for everyone who never got to watch a, a movie in color. Right? Because I it know. just... It just enhances the beauty of the costume and the set design in general. But I was actually even seeing the rest of the movie, which is actually in black and white. So you can't really see the colors. But I was still mesmerized by mm. its grandeur and its intricacy of work regardless. Yeah. So that says a lot about, you know, the work that must have gone in. And I do know that I've seen like a couple of interviews of people from back then. And they said that they did choose clothes which... could work well in black and white contrast so they would make the actress wear darker color sari because they mm. knew the face is going to be whitish so right. the colors of the outfit has to be darker in contrast for it mm. to show and things like that so i guess they had complete different way of approaching costumes back then mm. but even in spite of that the amount of uh, attention they gave to this and the amount of money they spent on this movie on costume and set design is quite commendable they really were yeah. committed to the movie so yeah i mean the costumes are amazing i liked a lot of bahar's costume as well which is another coat dance uh, akbar's coat and even jodha akbar's uh, wife's sarees and yeah. the big jewelry and polki sets and you know things she's wearing they are all very and even akbar like the kind of his costume and the jewelry he's wearing 
And can we take a moment and talk about the crown and the tiaras they wore? And also the caps, right? Yeah, those, uh, you only see them on musicians in that right. decade. Like lately, you haven't seen them unless there is a Kavali uh, or something. You know, those caps they wear, the Kavali singers wear, yeah. Yeah, and the women look gorgeous with that. They all were looking so beautiful. And I also liked the fact that none of them were skinny. Mm. Nobody was skinny and everybody was stunning. Yeah, that is so true. They were dressed in midriff uh, bearing lehenga choli. But they were not skinny at all and there were no perfect toned abs or whatever. They just looked so elegant and graceful and they were just so comfortable in their own skin. Yeah, like we were saying that, that it is only once, uh, like I think this is something I've said over and over again in my life. Until the Western media hadn't entered Indian society, like until we were only, uh, we only had Doordarshan and we had DD, <laughs> the local Indian channels, we were not exposed to this Western standard of fitness, which is great for the Western body type, but right. Indian body type or South Asian body type is different. And we all were pretty, like everybody around me at least was pretty comfortable in their skin. My mom, yeah. I never heard her ever complain about her body or any, yeah. you know, that, oh my God, this is looking this and that from the sari. Although I would hear her say that now hmm. because now even she's exposed to this culture of where you know nothing is supposed to right. look out of shape we've got this new image of having flat abs body like Deepika Padukone I mean although her body's gorgeous but you know we all can't mere mortals can't have it so I, I blame the western media and <laughs> The concept of beauty, yeah, we have kind of taken it from the Western media and we've just given up on our own uh, uniqueness of Indian beauty, I guess, yeah. Yeah, we always had this thing for fair skin and light eyes. Oh, yeah. From, you know, the imperial hangover, but... Besides that, at least we were only... Uh, it was only restricted till the skin color and eyes. Now it has gone way beyond the skin <laughs> yeah. color and eyes. Now we just want to become another race altogether. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm so afraid we're going to sound like some really conservative old age <laughs> ladies who are talking about... It used to be so good back then. Oh my God. And that is exactly... That is not us at all. But I, I really feel like there are some really great things about Indian culture and India in general. So yeah. I feel like, you know, we should try to incorporate like as much as we can and take the best things from both sides and then make our own yeah. thing, you know. Exactly. Even in terms of like the movie, like if we just talk about Mughal Azam, just in Mughal Azam, you're seeing the culture of India, like in, you know, the Mughal culture and then mm. the Rajput culture, they have this uh, mix of both cultures here. Not again, like naturally the movies today are representing the society, which mm. is today, which is really westernized and influenced by other cultures. But what about, you know, making cinema? Because nobody else, if not us, nobody else can make a Mughal Azam weird drama everybody else can make those westernized movies so you know we are not even uh, catering to the uniqueness we have like we're not exactly. even tapping into that what mm. nobody else can do yeah. so we're kind of at a disadvantage because our USP is all of this culture all of these costumes this embroidery this point of view the language like the Urdu language they're using the poetry they're using no other culture can use that I mean we are instead of using that we are trying to you know rap in our songs and which is fine it's you know it's all right it's okay but, yeah but not that it in should, moderation it should be everything mm. 
Yeah. I completely agree with you and in fact uh, the movies that I'm more drawn to are the movies where we tell our stories you know which nobody else can. It's just us as Indians can tell these stories and those are the kind of movies that I'm normally drawn to. You're totally right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean when I when we speak to friends like people who are non-Indian like who are mm. from other nationalities, Philippines, Malaysia, wherever, mm. you know. all of my friends from other nationalities they always remember all of these traditional dance sequences or hmm. these really emotional songs where the mother is waiting for the son to come or the husband is like taking care of the wife because she's dying or hmm. all of these things they're like oh my god that is so sweet and i'm like you guys like that and they're like yeah we don't get to see it anywhere else like this is and th- those are the scenes they talk about and those are the movies they i'm like oh yeah. my god this is yeah. what they like so, that's because we we're so used to seeing that around us that we don't realize that you know that's what makes us unique right yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> All right, so now let's get back to the movie. <laughs> yeah. What did you think about the acting? We have Dilip Kumar, we have mm. Madhubala, we have Prithvi Raj Kapoor and Durga Kote, my favorite. Oh, so yeah. all of these really big shot actors of their times. Mm. Can we talk about the elegance of Madhubala? Everything was so graceful about her. Like I have no words to explain the beauty of Madhubala. The whole world knows how beautiful she is. I absolutely enjoy just watching her. <laughs> the entire movie and then you know back in the days i feel like no makeup look was not a safe thing to do you know it was not an in thing to do but in a lot of scenes madhubala when she's imprisoned she's done a lot of no makeup look and uh, i think it, it it would have taken a lot of courage for her to actually do that because vanity was everything you know for women back in the days especially actresses right so yeah. yeah so that shows the kind of passion she had for acting so i absolutely loved her throughout the movie yeah and dilip kumar obviously you know he's known for his subtle act uh, so yeah he brought that into the movie prithviraj kapoor he's a legend and yeah i read somewhere that prithviraj kapoor like before every shot he would look in the mirror and he would like stand straight and tall just to get into the character because he was the king i had also read that uh, when uh, whenever his shot was ready and he would be like coming for the sh- uh, shot people would not say like prithviraj kapoor is coming they were like akbar padhar rahe hain so wow. they would actually like once he was in the costume and yeah. like ready to shoot they would actually address him as akbar not because mm. he asked hit them to it's just they were like okay akbar is ready he's coming and yeah, like, yeah. Okay, yeah i mean and in all reality like whenever you do think of akbar you say akbar prithvi raj kapoor comes into your head yeah. like anybody <laughs> anybody who's seen mughla azam you know if you mention akbar or you mention mm. even like if you want to talk about royalty and kings you think of Yeah, Prithvi Raj Kapoor, you know that's yeah. how kings were. Like he kind of just like epitomized that role so well. So yeah. I can see that, yeah. And of course, like you spoke about Madhubala and Dilip Kumar, I really admired their controlled emotions and mm. their like they're so soft and subtle in their movements even while acting and dancing and choreography. Yeah. The whole like the persona is so poised and calm there's no brash movements there's mm. no loud dialogues when they are angry even then they are like portraying it with so so much control because in reality you don't like you know when you're angry you don't really start throwing things around you're yeah. actually just angry on your face you know it is that's anger but to portray that on screen mm. is so hard so yeah. they were doing it so well yeah. and i just loved how subtle subtle everything was it wasn't in your face and it was a period drama so it could mm. totally be in your face they could make it a theater um, theater kind of a acting out of it but they didn't so and also if you could see everybody's 
passion into this movie like they they put their heart and soul into it it took them 14 years to actually make the movie and then release it in 1960 i think they started shooting it in 1940 but then 1946 mm. But something or the other kept happening. India mm. and Pakistan uh, partition happened. So the producer of the film went to Pakistan. He was not oh. in India anymore. So the director, K. Asif, lost the producer. And uh, he had also chosen another actor for this film. But the actor had some health issues. Mm. So that actor got out of the scene. And he was considering a lot of actresses from Nargis to Suraya. And then finally Madhubala came on board. And in between the shooting, Madhubala, she got diagnosed with heart disease. So she was having a hard time with her health. But she, you know, she was a sport and she wanted yeah. to complete the project. So I guess this film had its good share of problems. Yeah. True. And also even personally, Madhubala and Dilip Kumar, uh, they were seeing each other and then um, there was a little bit of friction in their relationship or something. So if you remember one of the scenes the feather scene mm-hmm. it's, it's beautifully shot where you know during that scene both of them were not in talking terms with each other but they were so professional you can't really tell it's such a beautifully made scene yeah the Indian kissing scene where you <laughs> where they never show you that there has been any lips locked and then there's suddenly a feather would come on the screen and you're like yeah. okay there's something happening behind this feather <laughs> left to your imagination yeah <laughs> But now that you mention it, that was actually my one of my favorite scenes because even though there's a feather, <laughs> you could actually tell the passion of the actors. Yeah. The scenes leading up to that moment were mm. really nice. Um, yeah. yeah, so I like that feather kissing scene. Yeah. One of my favorite scene was um between the mother and the son, and they haven't really met in the sense, you know, they're not in the same um frame. the same yeah, they're not in the same thanks. <laughs> they're not in the <laughs> same frame. Uh, so what happens is the prince is coming back home after a really long time, 14 years or something in war front. And then, you know, she finds out that the prince is about to come back home and he's on his way. Just the beauty of it, like we mentioned, the language itself was so beautifully written, you know, because it's mostly in Urdu. So Urdu is very poetic. So the, just the emotion of the mom, you know, who's waiting for her son was just so beautiful. I loved it. And, and Durga Kote was... I mean, she's a fabulous actor. I know she, you love her. I love her. Yeah. I don't know why, but I, yeah. I, know, I know exactly why. Because she's super cute. Yeah. <laughs> and she carries herself in such this, such a regal, you know, like a queen mother. But, you know, you can also see the emotion of her, you know, meet, dying to meet her son after so long. And yeah, that scene was beautifully done. I loved it. Yeah. I love Durga Kote. Like, it's my... <laughs> imaginary grandmother slash mother <laughs> but yeah I also like one of the scenes where Madhubala's friend Suraya you know she's such a charming friend so she finds out that you know Madhubala obviously likes the prince and the prince also likes her but Madhubala is too shy to go and you know talk to the prince and Suraya is like oh let me go and talk to the prince and then she just like goes and tells him that oh my 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 sister likes you or my friend likes you I thought it was just so charming you know yeah Suraya was quite a <laughs> firecracker like oh yeah she was was super cute I like that she didn't have any like reservations or like Mm. she's talking to a king or a prince or somebody she's like so what I'm saying the truth and this is you know this needs to be done somebody has to do it so I'm gonna do it so yeah and also one more thing that I enjoyed about the whole movie was this there was this theme of patriotism running throughout the entire movie in a good way because you know it's about um, this conflict between the king and the prince the king 
obviously is against this relationship and one of the reason he gives is because you cannot betray the country you know you are the chosen prince of the people and you know you cannot betray them by getting married to a dancer kind of so they, so it was really nice to see the king putting his country before even the sun i guess that's what happens when you watch movies when you're older <laughs> although i kind of like i've always felt this was so like unnecessary like i see what you're saying but i'm like oh my god you don't have to do that like if you would just open up your mind and let the people be she's still a woman and your son is still a man and you know the you i mean i don't know i know what you're saying yeah are you saying that the lineage is anyway you know not going to get affected if that is what they're concerned about okay if that's what they want to think about yes but that's not what i'm saying i'm saying lineage doesn't matter ooh uh, i <laughs> I I mean I you know castes don't matter oh, yeah. religion doesn't matter and we've reached naturally we were not there in 16th century but we've reached there now mm. but even now when I look back and I'm like okay I can appreciate the story and the emotions and I love these movies but when I reach a point like something like this happens and I'm like I'm still like in my mind I'm eye rolling even if I'm not <laughs> eye rolling <laughs> on the face I'm like yeah 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 who cares yeah. like who's your great grandchild right now I have no idea and even if i did have an idea like who who cares <laughs> I, i get you yeah it's a hard thing to understand like about the blue blood and all that it's very silly sitting in 2017 and 2018 2018 wow <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah it's you know it's hard to think about all these things sitting in 2018 and you know uh, but i don't know like wars have been fought over like who's going to be the next in throne and you know things like that so yeah i don't get it yeah yeah no i get it like i know what you're saying for that moment yes mm. it it's amazing that he was putting his country before the sun mm-hmm. but i would have wanted a king at some point you know if they had that much brain and open minded mm. Uh, perspective mm. to be like hey it doesn't matter who my son marries or doesn't mm. marry because how he treats the people is what is more important yeah. so yeah and people generally don't really care as much, as long as you know the king is doing his job they i mean they would care yeah. if that's what you build it up to be it's like mm. you if you are the leader and you are the leader of their thought process as well yeah. if most of them are not educated and most of them don't have access to whatever you have access to so you know you are the leader of the thought so just you know set an example explain yourself and be like you know the king's responsibility is to take care of you and the king can still have personal life without you know having to sacrifice the whole whole yeah. freaking life <laughs> okay so enough about the blue blood just one last scene that i really did like mm. was again between the mother and the son mm. i um you know uh, when people get to know my movie choices and how and what i like in movies they will realize that i have this thing for scenes which are between parents and kids and mm. i have no idea why that is but i do have this like i always notice these interactions mm. and things like that so the one i liked is when salim is going to war with his father and mm. is about to leave and he's come to say goodbye to his mother and the mother is you know it's a it's a confrontational scene and they are not like on the same page about the whole thing but i liked how how he addresses it and you know she talks about mere dood ka kar is like you know mm. you have to pay the debt of my breast milk <laughs> 
एंड ही इज लाइक वेल आई कैन पे यू इन माई ब्लड मैं अपना खून बहा सकता हूँ अगर आपको अपना दूध का कर्ज चाहिए राइट टू लिव एंड यू नो वॉन्ट वट आई वॉन्ट आई एम नॉट योर पोजेशन एंड देन शी इज लाइक नो यूर नॉट माई पोजेशन बट यू स्टिल यू स्टिल बिलोंग टू मी मतलब तुम अभी भी मेरे बेटे हो क्योंकि मैंने तुम इस पैदा किया बट यू नो सो दे आर हैविंग दिस कॉन्फ्लिक्ट एंड दे बोथ आर राइट एंड बट आई लाइक दे बोथ फॉर प्रेजेंटिंग दे पॉइंट एंड देन and i liked for once i liked that the man in this movie was standing up for his mm. love and you know was all ready to go to war yes. for it they were not getting typically emotional and crying and you know making a big scene they were doing it in a very adult way which exactly. is good yep so all right we have talked about fashion acting and scenes and now on to our last category of songs so this movie definitely is known for its आइकॉनिक सॉन्ग जब प्यार किया तो डरना क्या यू आर नॉट अ ट्रू लवर इन इंडिया इफ यू हैव नॉट कोटेड दिस सॉन्ग एटलीस्ट वंस इन योर लाइफ टाइम आई मीन दिस इज अ नेशनल एंथम फॉर ऑल यंग लवर्स राइट If there is any kind of opposition to your love story from anyone, from your parents, yeah. from your friends, and from society, it's like okay, I have, I'm in love and I'm not scared. That's yeah. how this phrase would translate, right? जब प्यार किया तो डरना क्या? So that song, of course, is beautifully shot. It is absolutely there is like any adjective would not do enough justice. And from recently, you know, the movie uh, Bajirao Mastani, Sanjaleela Bansali was influenced by this movie. He's actually influenced by this movie in general and you can see like a bits and pieces of this movie in his work over the years like the grandeur and just what we talked about bringing indian culture to the movies and after k asif i think sanjaleela banzali is yeah. the only one who's doing that and god he's being treated so badly for doing that but um, yeah so I he know. was inspired by this song for his movie where uh, dipika does this quote ah. she's a courtesan and she dances so in bajirao sani yeah so that was one song and the other mm. one is teri mehfil mein uh kismat azma ke hum bhi dekhenge so this this specific song is special to me because this is a song i danced on on my wedding ooh tell me you didn't yeah. tell me that i didn't tell you that so that i can tell that on the podcast wow that's a sweet surprise hmm. so yeah but i really like the lyrics of that song as well like the repertoire between like what are the positives of being in love and what are the yeah. negatives of being in love so yeah and then in the end of course madhubala who is towards the positives of being in love doesn't win the yeah. challenge which is in this song but i like that uh, in the end dilip kumar is supposed to give something to the winner hmm. so naturally she doesn't win so she gives the rose to the winner and then yeah. gives the stem with the thorns to the to the loser who is madhubala yeah that is and kind Madhu- of representative of their love story i think and it's kind of foreshadowing yeah. as well exactly. yeah and yeah. you know madhubala says kaanton ko murjhane ka khauf nahi hota Hmm. means the thorns i have no fear of welting away yeah. this is my favorite line and i'm not even a romantic okay i'm not a romantic i'm a very realist logical pragmatic person you are like, very logical yes, yes. <laughs> i'm very realist i'm yeah. very realist like i am very much about okay this is this can be done this can't yeah. be done and blah 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 <laughs> but yeah there are some dialogues and there's some uh, 
songs which can bring the romantic in me and Aww. this is one of yeah what about you um yeah like you said um i obviously i am one of those people who love jab pyar kiya to darna kiya and also because and it's one of the songs in color that is you know shot in the movie so you know you're watching the entire movie in black and white and then this song comes up and the song already is so iconic and then it comes up in color and put it on youtube and then just watch it you know just for the grandeur of it and then when tanvi you told me that sanjeelila bansali actually is kind of inspired by k asif i was like it's so obvious you know why didn't i even know this fact but i can totally see k asif's influence on sanjeelila bansali and other songs yeah other songs were enjoyable but yeah this one song stands out for me and you know it makes up for all the other songs because some of the songs i felt like uh you know i wanted to just fast forward it yeah they were not even contributing to the movie hmm. like in the second half the, the songs which are there they are mm-hmm. um, they are kind of unnecessary yeah. right so do you think it stands the test of time ah that's a tough one you know because it's like my heart and my brain are saying two different things about it <laughs> What is your heart saying? My heart says the director took so long, 14 years to make this grand movie on screen. You can see that he's put in so much of hard work and so much of effort into it. But overall, 2018, it's a 3-hour long movie. It's a 3-hour 10-minute long. Movie. <laughs> so yeah, for me it's like my you know, but my heart kind of overtakes the whole thing and I'm like it's okay even if it was too long, it's fine. But tell me what do you think? <laughs> 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 you know you already said what i think it did feel a bit long like the second half was not that engaging for me and i was not able to focus at mm. all naturally if it was not for the podcast i would probably not finish it because i mm. was like who has time for this a lot of work and a lot mm. of time doesn't always translate into good quality but having said that in that time and day it did a lot of business everybody enjoyed it i think if we are just testing it on when it came out mm. then yes it was great but if we are testing it on the basis of did it stand the test of time like has it translated into that same impact so many years later probably not because it could mm. have been definitely shorter and those songs towards the end were completely unnecessary yeah i am with you on it but it's just that my heart is like uh, you know <laughs> but yes if people do want to watch it and it's their mm. first time then you know do not get discouraged by the length i think we because we have watched it before mm. and we knew exactly so that could have also kind of clouded our judgment but right. please watch it it yeah. is an sight for sore eyes it's beautiful if you want to see how poetry can be in motion mm. this whole movie and every frame is like that yeah so that's the takeaway so yeah. yeah i mean i was actually wondering you know imagine if k asif had all the tools and technology available today mm. if he was able to create this masterpiece back then i think right now he would be able to create magic like he would be yeah. completely because back then he uh, spent like 10 million rupees or something like mm. crazy like that the amount of money in fact what uh, what used to take to make one film mm. is what it took to just shoot jab pyar kiya to darna kiya just that song and the set and the costume so clearly he was giving his all if he had all of this which is available today 
Right. What would he be creating? Yeah, because he seems like one of those geniuses, you know. I don't even know how does somebody have that much perseverance, like mm. just to keep working on that project and not giving yeah. up. And also convince um, the rest of the crew also, right, to work with him. Okay, so let's come to the last uh, section of the podcast where we talk about if the movie were to be made in 2018 right now. Who would you like to recast? So, Flo, who would you recast? Okay. Since we've been talking so much about Sanjay Leela Bansali and Kayasif, you know, the parallels, I would like to go with Ranbir Kapoor. Uh-huh. And God, it feels like I'm repeating Baji Ramastani <laughs> casting. <laughs> but I just feel like it would just fit. <laughs> I know, right? So, like you can't think yeah. of anybody else other than Dipika. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I would like to cast Sanjali Labansali as a director as well. <laughs> <laughs> I am, yeah, no, I'm trying to find somebody who is not Dipika. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Like, she just fits the role. I can't unsee her. Exactly. And there's nobody else who's that poised. Do we not have any graceful people anymore in India? <laughs> you know what? Just to hmm. be completely out there. And this is completely like, I would like them to rise up to the occasion. It's just so random. It's unbelievably random. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> okay. So, what if we cast Tiger Shroff as Salim and we cast Shraddha Kapoor as an Arkali? Oh my goodness. I know you don't like either of them. I know. I do not. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> But because you said, you know, it's coming out of a random place in your heart. I would say, okay, fine, go for it. Yeah, just so okay, Shraddha Kapoor, just because I know that she's a good dancer and uh, Salim doesn't have to dance, but I wanted, I'm like trying to look for somebody who looks princely and I like how Tiger Shroff looks. This yeah. is what we have to work with. This is what's out there. <laughs> Can't have Dipika everywhere. True. So that's it. This was our first podcast in the quintessential Hindi movie series. If you liked or disliked or have any feedback or have any casting ideas of yourself, then please yep. share them with us on our Instagram or social media with the hashtag MovieWalaPodcast. And on Instagram, the handle is also MovieWalaPodcast. And this yeah. is me, Tanvi and Flo signing off. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.